0: To the Rockaways.
1: It's time for the Queens New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gattonion. Oh. Ah, hey, hey, hey. Thank you very
0: much.
1: Oh, what a group. We're back. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Oh. Oh. Yes, I missed you too. Oh I I know. I know. You were That is a most wonderful welcome on this glorious uh, Tuesday show. This is episode number 113 of our grand show of the Queens, New Yorker. And today is July 7th, 2020. And I hope you all had a great 4th of July. Give it up once again for 4th of July, everybody. Yeah. Because I know, I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know you all cuz of the audience and 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 what you do with your with your 4th of July the Saturday show cuz we took them off but it normally that Saturday crowd's going to be back next week I know it. But you all shot off your fireworks, you all had a blast, had the barbecues, got drunk, whatever the case. But you all sobered up and you came back bigger and stronger to come back to see our great show, and we thank you for it. Today, we're going to be, of course, you know, in our continuational series on parkways of Queens and, of course, in the borough. Today marks a good one. This is part one of what I like to call the history, and it's got a good one. The history of the Cross Island Parkway. Yes, the Cross Island Parkway is an interesting one indeed, and we're going to look at that in just a few minutes here. A uh, couple of things to kind of get you worked up for this. We're back for this week. We're back on our regular scheduled uh, shows, and even though we took off for our 4th of July weekend and the whole week up to that, uh, we did realize we made some big mistakes and we are going to apologize profusely. First of all, by not recording for the week before last week, we lost a grand total of we had 1,043 subs. We lost 15 subs in the last week. So we're now down to 1,028. We're still over 1,000. Thank you for staying with us. But our views have shot up and we're finally over the 11,000 mark. 11,044 views. And give yourselves a round of applause for that. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. We're still watching. And the archives are still there. Thank you. Yes. So. That's, that's the one first bit of good news. That we didn't, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. But we're going to get them back because we're, we're starting to record up now. The second bit of news is that this Friday starts the first show of the Legacy of Queens. And we have the Queens New Yorker where we talk about all the other great things about the borough. But the Legacy show, the Legacy of Queens is going to be a great show. Episode one. It's a full hour show live uh, with, of course, our, our subscribers coming in and you're going to listen to the commentary with my with Streamyard, but not see me, of course, live because I'm going to be reading off the uh, first guest this week is going to be Robert Moses, who, of course, in our series of parkways and roads and um, of all that good stuff, Robert Moses, of course, really did pioneer the way. And pave the way for our road So we are going to tribute him For the first show Of the Legacy of Queens Okay, so stay tuned for that It'll probably be in the mid-afternoon I'll I'll put up a a time frame Uh, We'll look at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday Okay, so set your calendars I'll set a reminder for you And we'll put it up there, okay So join us for that special edition of the Legacy of Queens. It's going to be fun. And all the music, of course, in between our commercial breaks and uh, on our breaks and everything, I'll be playing you some great music from our wonderful artist who let us, lets us have all the songs we want here to play, Nick Jones, Mr. Instrumentalist. You're going to get to hear some of his other great works as well that go along with it. All right? So with that in mind, let's go ahead and take a look at the Cross Island Parkway. We've got a lot to cover. So we're going to look at that right now. I'm going to close this screen out and this. And um, so part one today is going to be the history of the Cross Island Parkway. Part two will be route description like it normally is. Okay. So here is the history, the design of the Cross Island Parkway from the Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. Always, always get your information from there. Okay. Okay. The Cross Island Parkway was first proposed in 1930 by Robert Moses, and he was president of the New York State Council of Parks as part of a $20 million 1930 USD plan to construct several parks and parkways through New York City. Now, this proposal also included proposals for the Richmond Parkway and the corridor of the Grand Central. The proposal was held at the Hotel Commodore in Manhattan during the Park Association of New York City's annual dinner, which had an attendance of 500 civic leaders. And while the group accepted the idea, there were certain complaints about costs of the new projects, which were centered between Queens and Staten Island. The city had about $400 million in borrowing capacity, and that most of these projects should wait and be dealt with one at a time for funding by their importance. The project for the Cross Island soon became the northernmost part of the 33-miles-long Circumferential Parkway, which was a new roadway that would start at Owls Head Park and run along the southern shores of Brooklyn and Queens. The Cross Island Parkway piece would begin at the Bronx-Whitestone Bridge, then under construction cross through the neighborhoods of Whitestone, Bayside, and Alley Park and run along the Nassau County border until reaching the Laurelton Parkway, which would connect the Cross Island and the Southern Parkway. In December of 1937, Moses, who was now commissioner of the New York City Parks Department, recommended the Cross Island along with other parkways proposed in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and the Bronx. It would cost about $8 million to acquire land for and that it would erase numerous bottlenecks throughout the city. In June of 1938, the Regional Plan Association proposed 27 new parks throughout the city, including three that would serve the purpose of helping construct the Cross Island Parkway. The first, an approach to the Whitestone Bridge the city had recently gotten control of, and the second, a park along Little Bay, which was a section of the Long Island Sound that would also connect to the Clearview Golf Course. The final piece was a section near Willits Point that also included Little Bay, Little Neck Bay, and connecting to Alley Park. The Regional Plan Association, in coordination with Moses, requested these new park ideas as urgent and would help improve the parkway system through New York City. The circumferential, circumferential parkway, which would cost $28 million, was accepted on October 13th, 1938, with $16 million coming from the state of New York and the city, while the other $12 million coming from the Public Works Administration. In order to make the money to fund the new parkway, a new courthouse for the appellate division had to be slashed along with subway improvements and additional funding from the 1939 capital budget. Costs of the new parkway were divided between the boroughs of Manhattan, Queens, and Brooklyn at a 66 to 17 17% design in favor of Manhattan. The new parkway would help connect other transportation facilities throughout Brooklyn and Queens, and as a result plans for a connection to South Brooklyn and the West Side and East Side highways. The city also appropriated 3.327 million for the land acquisition for the new alignment plus the engineering work. Moses notified the board that he had $5 million worth of contracts to let so that work could start as soon as possible. The board also accepted the $12 million federal contribution for the new project. The name of the parkway system was changed in December of 1938 from the Circumferential Parkway to the Belt Parkway on request by Mayor of New York City Fiorello LaGuardia who settled an argument of different names, one of which included using the last three letters of Brooklyn and the first three of Queens to make the Link Parkway, that's L-Y-N-Q-U-E Parkway. However, the people felt that was a bit too absurd, and Moses and the city agreed to the new belt name and removed the former name due to many people who could not pronounce the former name. Well, another proposed name for the new roadway, among others, was suggested by LaGuardia called The road, calling the road Ringstrasse Parkway. (laughs) That didn't work either. Almost immediately after the parkway was approved by the city, bids were following and they were flowing in for new project contracts to construct the new parkways. The belt system would be constructed via numerous contracts which involved grading the new parkway, construction bridges, and paving the new highway 66 spans of bridges were going to be constructed for the entire system with the section of the cross island parkway between fort totten and the whitestone bridge the approach being bid on by december 23rd of 1938 and by this point already seven contracts totaled at over five million dollars s.j grover and sons which was a firm based out of ridgefield new jersey got the contract for the three mile section costing $570,630. And just three days prior, the city got bids for grading the new parkway through the Springfield neighborhood of Queens, crossing between Arthur Street and Brookville Boulevard. This contract also wanted a vehicle, a ve- vehicle, vehicular bridge constructed over the Cross Island Parkway at Springfield Boulevard and 225th Street. The project was went to Patraca and Banco of St. Albans at a cost of five hundred sixty-five thousand three hundred fifty-eight thirty-five. 35 Now, on February 4th of 1939, Governor of New York Herbert Lehman gave permission to let the city construct the Cross Island Parkway piece that crossed into Nassau County. Known as the Bennett Newman Bill, the bill also required the city to maintain and enforce laws on the Nassau County portion of the new roadway by february of nineteen thirty nine when the eleventh contract for the bell parkway was let, the project was already twenty six percent along with parts being built or completed after uh, completed of the six point one million dollar section of the bell parkway system february twenty fourth nineteen thirty nine the city led a contract to national excavation corporation for construction of the cross island parkway between hillside avenue and 91st avenue in queens that should be completed by november 1st of 1940 at the cost of 339,584. the 13th contract of the project let on march 10th would pave the cross island parkway from henstead turnpike to Linden boulevard a one mile long stretch in queens a new separation between 115th avenue and one at Linden Boulevard with a completion date to be finished by December 1st of 1940. Good Roads Engineering and Contracting Company of Wontaw won the contract with a bid of 597794 March 21st, 1939. Bids were open to construct three new bridges along the Cross Island Parkway, which included 160th Utopia Parkway and the Cross Island Boulevard, which had to be completed by September 16th of the same year, was won by Elmhurst Contracting Company from Corona. March 22nd, the city offered a contract of the great separation of the Cross Island Parkway over the Long Island Railroad main line and its spur to Belmont Park, along with the separation for nearby Superior Road. The project also included paving of the cross-island between Jamaica Avenue and Hempstead Avenue. The contract went to the National Excavation Corporation at $718,250, the lowest of the three bids given for the project. And by March of 1939, the 20th contract for the system was let, constructing a new bridge for the Grand Central Parkway to cross over Winchester Boulevard and westbound Grand Central traffic over the cross-island parkway. June 13th. Bids for construction of the new interchange between the Laurelton Parkway, Southern State, and construction of the new parkway between Linden Boulevard and 129th Avenue. Landscaping of the new parkway began around September with the portion between the Creedmoor State Hospital and Laurelton Parkway being given for topsoiling and gardening for the new parkway, including hummus, soil, trees, shrubs, and vines. By December, 92% of the landscaping contracts had been announced with the recent section between the Grand Central Parkway and Fort Taunton. And while construction continued on the Bell Parkway system, including the Cross Island, construction was wrapping up on construction of the Bronx Whitestone Bridge, which opened with a ceremony on April nineteen 1939, hailed as a connection to the 1939 World's Fair. LaGuardia and Moses led a ceremony of 4,000 people to watch the opening of the new $17.785 700, 17. million dollar bridge, both politicians held construction of the Cross Island Parkway as the important part of the Whitestone side of the new bridge. Both the Whitestone and College Point neighborhoods had celebrations for the new project, which Moses described as a logical and inevitable part of the Belt Parkway program. And there you have it, folks, the opening By 1940, everything was a set and go. They would stretch 34.9 miles, and uh, it's a long time ago. 80 years, folks, 80 years. And also known as the 100th Infantry Division Parkway. Yes, long time Give it up, folks, for a great parkway that is still standing the test of time, everybody. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Great, great story on the history. And that's about going to do it for us today on the show. Next up in our uh, look at parkways, we're going to be looking at the Grand Central Parkway. That's the next one in Queens. That's going to have a good history of stuff. Well, Actually, it's got a very short history, but we could actually do that in one part. So we can take it from the history to the route description. The Grand Central Parkway comes up on episode 114 of the Queens New Yorker this Thursday, July 9th. We'll see you then. And, of course, don't forget, look for us on Anchor. That's all of our back episodes. Support the Queens New Yorker that way. And tune in to the 3 o'clock show of the Legacy of Queens of our first guest, a man who, like I said, is subservient to the roads that pave the way for us to get from point A to point B, Robert Moses. I'm Jason Acanio. Have yourself a great day, and remember, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid kiss, and don't be a nut monkey because nut monkeys don't tell the truth. That's for sure. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason D'Cannio internet presentation.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm gonna take